ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome to another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. December is always a fun month on the podcast because we get to highlight some different holiday topics. And today we are going to talk about the greatest gift that we as mothers can give to our children. Now, I know that December can be busy and there's just a lot of demands. And then when it comes to gift giving on top of that, there are so many pools and pressures of, you know, what do I get people? What do I get my children? How much is too much? Um, How do we instill in them um, a, a desire to give and not be so getting centric, um, getting centric. I don't think that's the right way to say it, but you know what I mean? Um, me centered. Uh, what do I get? What do I want? Me, me, me. I want the presence. How can we get them to be outward focused, desiring to give to others? Um, so when we say Christmas and gifts and all of that, it can conjure up many different emotions. Um, and I think one of probably the most resounding with us as, as women and a good majority of us as mothers, is just this overwhelm of just the pressures that come with giving gifts. You know, sometimes there's pressures to impress people. Um, You know, maybe it's your children, maybe it's uh, a family member or an in-law or, you know, a teacher, different people that you have in your life that you have to give a gift to. And it's just this pressure that, oh, well, I have to impress them with this, you know, super fancy or expensive gift. Um, Or maybe it's a pressure of duty, like, oh, you know, there's a Sunday school teacher, there's a music teacher, there's the school teacher, and I just, I have to give. Um, and that's not the heart that Christ wants us to have that we give because we have to. Um, no, we, we want to give out of the abundance of our heart. And uh, sometimes there's a pressure to outgive someone else. You know, well, oh my goodness, last year this family member got me um, this. So now I have pressure to get them something equal or better. Um, Sometimes the pressure is to purchase things that you can't afford. I know that can be um, a very difficult thing at this time of year when there's just more month than money, more budget than, than or, or less budget, um, and more expenses, and trying to navigate through all of that, having the desire to, to give gifts, having the desire to make a special Christmas season for your children, but you are on a budget, and there's just not a lot of extra. I understand all of those different pressures. And I really hope that this episode will just encourage you to kind of take a step back from all of that and really just to focus inward for a minute and to realize what really matters. Now, I love to give gifts. Um, I, I enjoy receiving gifts. Um, it's not like my love language per se, actually. So crazy story. Simeon and I are preparing to do a love language episode in February. Yes, we're preparing early because we have an international move between now and then. But in preparation for that, we took a love language quiz and I voted 0% for receiving gifts. That was the only, um, the only category that I did not score anything in. I like gifts, but that is not my love language. Uh, anyway, I, I love giving gifts. I just... 
I find joy in bringing joy to other people. And so gift giving is a part of that. I really enjoy that. And when it comes to my children, I love thinking about each one of their unique personalities and likes and interests and really trying to get gifts specific to that. Um, We try not to just do kind of you know, whatever the fad toy is or whatever. We try to um, do things that that will continue giving to them, a toy that just is open-ended that they'll enjoy for a long time. Magnetiles, for example, my son loves building. So magnetiles are a wonderful gift for him. Um, my oldest loves crafting. So uh, for her birthday, which was just a few weeks ago, I got her a little, um, my first embroidery set from Usborne Books. And so we're really excited. Her and I can work on that together. We love trying to gift them like a Zoom membership or different things like that. Um, but but I enjoy giving gifts to my children. And I know that is a a big focus, especially as a mom, usually, or even the woman of the house, you're usually kind of the one that does most of the picking out of gifts. Um, except my, my husband does buy a gift for his dad because his dad is like one of the hardest people to shop for not because he's difficult or ungrateful. He's loved and expressed gratitude over everything we've ever given him, but he's just one of those people that kind of like has everything and doesn't need a lot of things. So he's just difficult to buy for. So Simeon does that, but I do the rest of it. Um, So this is something that is just kind of in the forefront of my mind during this holiday season. So I just wanted to talk to it a little bit. One other thing I want to mention here that I get asked a lot about and that actually touched on in one of the podcast episodes from last Christmas. So if you want to hear some episodes about our Christmas traditions and keeping Christ the center of Christmas, scroll back to last December and you'll find some really good episodes, um, kind of holiday Christmas centered from last year. But I get asked often, um, what we do about Santa Claus. So to each his own, you do what you're comfortable with. In our home, Christ is the center of Christmas. Um, and, and I talked about this in the episode from last year, but really we try not to make that something that is like, completely different in the month of December. Really, December is just an overflow of the whole rest of the year. Christ, we, we seek to have Christ as the center of our home year round. Um, and then Christmas is really just, just a highlight of that as we specifically think and celebrate his birth. Um, as far as Santa Claus, we don't completely ignore him, um, but it's more of just like a fictional character. You know, we, we love to read books. So Pooh Bear and Peter Rabbit and, um, you know, all, all these different characters, these beloved characters that come from our storybooks work their way into our everyday life. Just as we, you know, share stories and well, don't be an Eeyore today or, you know, different little things like that. So Santa Claus just kind of is another fictional character. We have some books that have Santa Claus in it. Um, I mean, we have Santa hats. You know, he's it's just, it's really everywhere. It's kind of unavoidable. Um, but that's where we leave it at. Our kids know that he is not real, that gifts come from mommy and daddy, and they express gratitude for to us, not some imaginary person for the gifts. Um, but it's really just a, a fun thing. We try to keep the emphasis and the truth on Christ at Christmas. And again, I, I understand that could be different for everybody, but people have asked me specifically kind of how we navigate that. Um, and that's how we do it. Just as any other fairy tale character that you would come across in a storybook, that's how we treat Santa. Um, so 
I want to just talk a little bit in this episode as we're thinking about gifts, as we're thinking about this time of year and gift giving, what really matters? What really matters? Um, You know, I'm thinking back as a child, different gifts that I got. And you know, honestly, out of, I mean, goodness, out of all my growing up years, probably the hundreds of gifts that I got, I don't really remember many of them. (laughs) Really, if hardly any of them. A few of them have stuck around for the past three decades and I've now been able to share with my kids. So I'm not saying there's not a part for material things. Um, I'm thankful that God blesses us and then blesses us sometimes abundantly that we can get different things and have material possessions. Those are special and sometimes those can be keepsake things and and memory things. Um, But as I'm thinking, what really matters? What is the greatest gift that I could give to my kids? And this isn't something that I can package up, you know, in in a ribbon and bow and put under the tree and give to them. But something that I hope that Christ can enable me to give to them over and over and over. Really, I was going to say day after day, but this is moment by moment. I think the greatest gift that we could give to our kids is a mom that loves the Lord. You know, God's greatest gift to mankind was Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world. A mother's greatest gift to her children can be to introduce them to that precious Savior. And, you know, the, the more I go in motherhood, the more I learn, the more I read God's Word, being a parent is such a unique opportunity to really be the first introduction that a soul has to Christ. You know, it is within the walls of home with the example of a mama and a daddy that is following Christ that a child sees what love is through through a godly marriage, through two imperfect people. The children will know that. That's not um, anything that's hidden from them. If they're in your home, they'll realize quickly that there is no sinless person within the home. But Lord willing, it is two people that have been redeemed, two people that have been forgiven uh, by the blood of Jesus Christ that know they're not always perfect, but when they mess up, they ask for forgiveness and they try to turn from that sin and in true repentance to yield their lives to Christ day in, day out, growing in their walk with him, growing in the sanctification journey with Christ and becoming more like him. And I think what a gift as a mother to give to your children a mom who loves the Lord. And I don't mean that we just love the Lord in word. Yes, we go to church. Yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I got saved on this date, on this time, and this is, you know, my five-minute story. No, I mean a mom who has been captivated by Christ. A mom who who literally walks day in, day out with Christ. The Christian life is a call to be with Christ. You know, when God called the disciples, when, when Christ was on the earth, he called the disciples, the New Testament says, to be with him with him. God wants to be with us in the moments of our motherhood. God wants to be with us in the moments of our marriage. God wants to be with us in every moment of every day. And I think it, it, it shortchanges us. It shortchanges God and the sacrifice that he made uh, on, on Calvary. And it shortchanges our children when we do not 
walk in intimacy with our Savior. Ladies, really the challenge of this episode, the greatest gift that you can give your kids, the challenge here is to fall in love with your Savior. As we spend this month reflecting on his miraculous birth, let's not just think about the baby in the manger, um, you know, the angels on the hill, the shepherds in the hillside, uh, the wise men that came to see the Christ child. All those things are wonderful and all those things are a piece, but they're a piece of a very grand scale plan, which is the redemption of mankind. God sent his son to earth as a baby so that he could live a sinless life, so that he could die on the cross as a substitute for our sin, so that when we stand before God, we can stand before him justified, not just as if I had never sinned, but just as if I had never even been a sinner. When we stand before God and we have asked Christ to be our Savior, we stand in front of him with the righteous robes of Christ. It is it is an amazing privilege, an amazing sacrifice that he made. And I I hope that this episode will encourage you to get a glimpse of his goodness, get a glimpse of his glory, lean in, dig in, get out your Bible. If, If it's been collecting dust on a shelf, brush it off, open it up, and come to know in a greater way, in a deeper way, the Savior, the lover of our soul, and let that spill over into every facet of your life. It will change your life. It will transform your life. In Romans 12 too, it says to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let that transformation take place in your heart and it will affect your marriage. It will affect your motherhood for the better, for the good, for Christ. Uh, in John, it says that Christ didn't come just that we might have life, but that we might have it above abundantly, abundant life, ladies. That's what God desires for his daughters. That's what he desires for us to to live out day in, day out for our children, abundant life. And I think sometimes we just get caught up with the busyness. We get caught up with, with, like I said earlier, the pressures of different things that we miss that. But as Christmas time is, is a time to try to just refocus, re-engage on, on Christ and on focusing on the Lord, on why he came. Let's just try to, to give new life, new breath to our walk with him and, and to live that in front of our children. Let your children see you reading your Bible. Let your children hear you pray. Let your children hear you pray for them. And if they don't hear you pray, tell them, I'm praying for you and this is how. This is the specific need in your life that I am trusting by faith God to move and to work in your life. Speak scripture to them. That means you have to commit it to your own heart. This is something that I am currently working on is is investing the truth of God's word into my heart so that I am quick to be able to then translate that to my children, that I can, in the moment, whether it be conflict or a teaching opportunity or or a beautiful sunset, that I'm quick to say, oh, children, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth his handiwork. Uh, All these different different opportunities in life. Bring Christ into that. Keep your life completely saturated with Christ. That is a gift. 
that is a gift that you can give to your children. And that is a gift that will keep on giving. That gift keeps giving for generations. Leave a godly legacy. That is a gift that will carry as your children are adults. That is a gift that will pass down to your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren and generations to come. The gift of a godly legacy. I, I just, as I've been thinking about this, I just keep coming back to the greatest gift that I can give them is a mama who is step in step walking with Christ, growing in her love for him. Um, and, and then, like I said, that, that will trickle down into your marriage. It is a gift to my children to love their daddy. It is a gift to my children to serve their daddy, to put his needs over mine, to love him with my whole heart, to try to love him as Christ would desire for me to love him and, and him me. I hope that he desires to give that gift to our children, that we can have a godly marriage that exemplifies Christ. Christ's love. And then as we try to parent our children, as we try to raise them, as we try to invest in them, that they will get the gift of a mommy and a daddy who love Jesus, who spend time with the Lord, who walk close with him. Um, I was just studying with our kids uh, a few weeks ago. We were talking about Moses and how when Moses went up on the mount that he asked God, he's like, let me, let me get a glimpse of you. And God said, I, I can't give you a glimpse of my face, but I'll give you a glimpse of my goodness of my glory and how when Moses came down off the mount, his face shone so bright from that brief encounter with the goodness and the glory of God that people were afraid of him. People couldn't look at him. You know, they turned Moses, Moses, what's going on? Ladies, that's what, that's what a time with Christ does. It changes us. It, it shines. It radiates out of the inner man, out onto the outer man. And, and that is the gift to your children. That is a gift to your home. And, you know, I think as we wrap this up and as we think about Christmas, I think about Mary, you know, Mary, Christ's mother. Um, sometimes I try to just play in my mind, maybe what that scene looked like, you know, here more than likely we have a pretty young girl, virgin girl, um, you know, and she's been through all of this emotional, uh, thing with Joseph, you know, is he going to leave me? What's going to happen? No, the angel speaks to Joseph. Joseph is a good and righteous man. Joseph says, Mary, I believe you. I believe God. We're going to get through this together. And here, this young girl um, in a filthy stable with animals all around her, um, no mom, it sounds like, with her, uh, no midwife, it sounds like it is just her and Joseph and these animals. Uh, it brings this baby into the world. And, you know, I've, I've given birth four times now, and sometimes I think about that like, okay, here Mary is, she just went through, well, she just went through like riding a donkey, how far to get to Bethlehem. They go through this whole thing of a no room, no room, no room. And I know how emotional I am in those final days of pregnancy. So I mean, Mary was human and, and I get that I'm reading into this a little bit. Maybe she just was a better person than me and had the sweetest disposition and just, you know, cheered Joseph on. That's all right, Joseph. I'm sure we'll find something at the next one. Maybe so. And if so, man, more power to her. But I'm thinking if it was me, I'd be like, Simeon, I am about to have this baby. You better find, 
<laughs> Find me a spot to lay down right now. Get me off this donkey. Anyway, here she is in the stable. She's given birth to the Christ child. The, the hormones and the awe of that moment of not only holding your newborn baby, but literally holding a miracle in your arms, holding your savior in your arms. I, I just can't imagine what was flooding through Mary's mind. Um, but it literally says Christ humbled himself. He limited himself to human form as a babe. He wasn't some like super baby that just, you know, could take care of all of his own needs. No, he limited himself for our sake, which means Mary had to figure out breastfeeding with Christ. You know, she she's trying to nurse. And I, I don't say that at all to take away from the deity of our Savior. But he also, while 100% God, was 100% man. He was human in, in this moment, the, the God-man. And, you know, so Mary Mary's trying to figure out something new, trying to nourish this baby that she has. I'm sure she was messy. I mean, here we are giving birth in a stable. I can only imagine the mess. You know, then you got this whole herd of shepherds that are not on the door like hey can we come and see the baby and Mary's like well you know give me a second here um I I just my mind kind of imagines this situation you know and and having these these people come in and, and worship him the first Christmas and you know this it's not like Christmas had been around for a long time it's not like there was the pressure of gift giving um but here Mary holds the savior of the world in her arms. And I'm sure she's just like any other mother. She wants nothing but the best for this baby. You know, most of us have prepared a beautiful bed and soft blankets and the perfect little outfit for their first outfit and hats and bows. And, you know, I mean, goodness, now we've got signs and how I'm going to post a picture of your birth announcement, all these things. Mary was no different. She wanted the best for her son. But all she had was swaddling clothes. His bed was a manger filled with hay that the animals had been munching on. But Mary was able to give him such a precious, precious gift. God knew what he was doing when he picked Mary to be the mother of Christ. And what was the gift that Mary was able to give Christ? It says in Luke that all of these things that went on, however they looked, maybe they looked completely different than what I've imagined. Um, but all of those things, Mary kept those things and pondered them in her heart. She thought about these things. She meditated on these events. And I'm sure the words of the angel, the promises of the angel went through her head as, as she thought about these things. She literally treasured them. She she pondered, she treasured, she kept these things from being lost or forgotten. She tucked them down deep into her heart, all the things about Christ's birth, all these precious things. And, and she reflected on God's glory, on God's goodness, on God's promises. And Mary gave her baby a beautiful gift. Mary gave the Christ child a mother who pondered in her heart the purposes of God, who found her part in those purposes, and then who determined to raise her child to continue to fulfill his purpose. You know, like I said, Christ grew up just like every other human kid, he, he went through the stages. He went through the development. It says in Luke that he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and favor with men. And God 
chose Mary and Joseph to be the parents that would help him grow and develop. And they were able to give him such a precious gift of parents who were not perfect. They were highly favored. Mary was highly favored among women. But they still had to rely on the Savior to forgive their sins, to make a transformation in their life. Yet, yet, Mary pondered in her heart. She purposed that she was going to walk with Christ that she was going to walk with God, that she was going to fulfill the purpose, the calling that he had put on her life. No higher calling, no higher calling for Mary than the calling that God had given. And now our calling as women is very different than the calling that Mary had. But if we have children, that is our high calling. And we can give them the same precious gift that Mary gave the Christ child, the gift that keeps giving, the gift that will keep giving for generations. So during this Christmas season, as you're making the list and checking it twice, (laughs) um, just remember what the greatest gift is. Don't let yourself get so caught up in the busyness that you forget to take the time to pause to spend time with the Lord, to commit his word to memory, to pass that to your children, to talk with them of the purposes that God had long ago, centuries ago, thousands of years ago in sending the babe in the manger, but also the purpose that God has this day for you, for them, as you help them to grow in their walk with Christ. Ladies, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas season, and I hope that you determine to give your children the greatest gift, a mother who loves the Lord. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.